Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to our book reading entitled When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. And we now continue on page 127, The Muslims Migrate to Medina. The second pledge of Aqaba had changed the equation considerably for the Muslims. They now had a refuge in Yadrib and its people were ready to protect them. Soon the Prophet ﷺ himself received revelation about migration to Yadrib. He told his companions, I have been informed that we will one day migrate from Makkah to a land of dates. I think that it is either Yamama or Hijr. On another occasion, he said, I have been shown the place to which you will migrate. It lies between two hills of lava. It is either Hijr or Yadrib. Taking advantage of this new haven that had been offered to them, several Muslims migrated to Yadrib following the pledge. The first immigration was Abu Salama Mahzumi, an, the husband of Um Salama. Anha. He attempted to migrate with his wife and children a year before the second pledge of Aqaba, but his clan would not allow him to take his family, so he was forced to migrate by himself to Yadrib. A year later, Um Salama was allowed to join her husband. Amr bin Rabi'a, his wife Layla bint Abi Hathma, and Abdullah bin Umm Maktoum migrated after Abu Salama. Getting away proved difficult, though, because they had to slip out of Makkah past the watchful Quraysh. Omar bin Khattab, however, left Makkah in full view of the Quraysh, and no one dared to try to stop him. He also took twenty others with him. Soon, nearly all the Muslims in Makkah had migrated to Yadrib. Even the refugees in Abyssinia made their way there after hearing about the pledge at Aqaba. However, Abu Bakr, Ali, Shuhaib, and Zaid bin Haritha radiallahu anhum stayed in Makkah together with those Muslims who were unable to migrate. The Prophet, peace be upon him, stayed on in Makkah as well, awaiting Allah's permission to leave. He asked Abu Bakr radiallahu an to wait with him. Abu Bakr had two very fast camels, and he would feed them acacia leaves to make them even stronger and swifter. This way he and the Prophet could make a speedy escape once Allah's command to leave Makkah came. The Quraysh were enraged that the Muslims had found a place in the Arabian Peninsula itself where they would be able to thrive. They also feared that the Muslims would become strong enough to control the northern trade routes and disrupt the pagans' trade. Since the Makkans depended on the goods carried by caravans to and from northern Arabia and Syria, their fear was not unfounded. There were also the growing worry that the Prophet, peace be upon him himself, might escape any day to Yadrib, where his followers awaited him, and that he would set up a new power base, an eventuality which had to be avoided. To discuss their concerns, a special council was held at Dar al-Nadwa. Most of the prominent chieftains of the Quraysh were present. Iblis Ushaytan was also present, disguised as Sheikh Jalil of Najad. Abdul Azwad opened the meeting by saying, Let us drive Muhammad out of our territory and be rid of him. That will set the matter right. Sheikh Jalil didn't like this idea. Do you not see how sweet his words are and how he wins the hearts of people? If we exile him, he will simply find another tribe and make them his followers. With their help, he will attack your city and deal with you as he pleases. Think of another plan. Let us imprison him until he dies. He will experience the same kind of death poets of old did, Abu Bakhtari suggested. 
Sheikh Jalil interjected again. By God, if you make him a captive, the news will surely reach his companions who love him more than their fathers and sons. They might raid your territory and free him. Once their numbers increase, they will return and conquer you. Think of another plan. Finally, Abu Jahl himself, a rival of Shaitan, put forth his idea. I have my own opinion, he began. I see that none of you have touched on it so far. We should select a strong and smart youth of noble birth from each tribe. Each youth will be given a sword, sharp and deadly. These young men will move toward the Prophet as one man and strike him as one man. Since all the clans will share his blood, Banu Abu Manaf, Muhammad's protectors, cannot take on all the Quraysh at one time. They will then have to accept blood money that we can pay off easily. This is the best plan of all, Sheikh Jalil declared approvingly. The council disbanded, relieved at having a solution at hand. Now it was time to make the necessary preparations. Meanwhile, Jibril came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, with the tidings that Allah had ordered the Prophet to migrate. Jibril told him the exact time he should depart and informed the Prophet of the plot to assassinate him. Don't sleep in the bed you usually sleep in, he advised the Prophet, peace be upon him. At noon, when everyone was napping, the Prophet ﷺ went to the house of Abu Bakr Siddiq an, and told him the happy news. Quickly they began to prepare both camels for the long journey. They also hired Abdullah bin Uraikat Laythi to lead them to Yaldrib. Abdullah knew the area between Makkah and Yaldrib well, and although he was not Muslim, he agreed to escort the Prophet ﷺ and Abu Bakr an secretly. The Prophet told Abdullah to meet them near Mount Thur in three nights. Meanwhile, the Prophet, peace be upon him, began to engage himself in day-to-day -day activities so that no one would suspect that he was about to leave Makkah. The Prophet, peace be upon him, used to go to sleep after the evening prayer, and upon waking up around midnight, he would go to the Kaaba to perform supplementary or tahajjud prayers. The night the Prophet, peace be upon him, was to leave, he asked Ali an, to sleep in his bed after assuring him that no harm would come to him. When everyone had gone to bed, the assassins surrounded the Prophet's house. They saw Ali wrapped in the Prophet's green mantle, laying in the Prophet's bed, and thought that he was Muhammad, peace be upon him. The plan was for them to lie in wait for the Prophet wasallam and fall upon him when he came out of his house. The Quraysh were unaware that just as they were plotting, Allah too was plotting. Allah says in the Qur'an, Remember how the unbelievers plotted against you to imprison you, to kill you, to exile you from Makkah? They plot and plan, but Allah plans too, and the best of planners is Allah. Chapter 8, verse 30 and that's where we leave our book reading for today. We're reading from the book, When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad wasallam. The book is being compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. If you'd like to download this episode and previous episodes of this book reading, you're welcome to go to our podcast, vocfm.iono.fm, and click on the book reading, When the Moon Split channel. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.